Welcome back to episode 28 of Your Best Year Starts Here. And I actually want to pick up on a conversation that Nigel and I had at some point in the past that he doesn't know I'm about to speak to him on. Should I be worried? Probably not. Perhaps the best is this one. Okay, go for it. So we were talking about in the last episode, we were talking about being one conversation away and what's one conversation we've had that's made an impact. And part of how we got to talking about this podcast was because of one thing you said on stage and one thing I said off stage afterwards. And you're hoping I remember, are you? I'm not necessarily expecting I mean, I got, you like, to... I've had a brain aneurysm. I'm going back in for more <laughs> surgery. I can't remember what we said in podcast 23. Never mind last October. And by the way, you were a phenomenal MC that day. Thank you. Thank you. Can't remember what you said, but I just know you were a phenomenal MC. And if ever you're looking for an MC for an event, I've got to say, Neil is phenomenal at that. Thank you very much. Um... But here's the here's the thing you said. You said on stage something along the lines, and I might get the words wrong here. You will. But you said something along the lines of, you know, if ever anyone wants my help, you have to ask me because I can't ask you if you I can't help you if you don't ask. I actually said, if you want my support, ask, and if you don't want my support, don't ask. And what's amazing is how many people don't ask for my support, which is why I can I can share that on stage. So I've now spoken to two million people. And I'm genuinely going to say, of the 22 million people I've spoken to, about 100 people have reached out to me. Now, my fear is, if 2 million people did reach out to me, how would you cope? Yep. So I genuinely say to people, if you really, really want support, you have to ask. Because I'm not going to know, and I can't second guess, and I'm not Darren Brown, and I'm not a mind reader, I don't know if you want support. Because I often get, I wish I, I wish I'd have asked, and I go, I wish you would have do. Yeah. So how can I help you, Neil? Well, so I actually, if you remember, so and again, you may or may not remember this, but you came off stage, and um, after I'd gone back on stage and like you know got everyone to make loads of noise for you, and I'd brought the next speaker on and stuff, I snuck out quickly while that person was on stage, um, just to kind of thank you for what you'd done and those kinds of things and Alison your PA um commented about you're you're great at this like you know are you on that circuit that Nigel's on and you should be and so on and so on and I said well it's interesting I think she was talking about someone else by the way (laughs) (laughs) but you know you um I, I said well you just said up there you know if you want support, if you want help, you have to ask. And that's part of the reason I've just followed you out here. I, and I, haven't, I can't stay out here because, you know, I'm, I'm hosting this event. I'm MC of this event. There's someone else on stage right now. I've got to be paying attention to the room, but I'd like to have a conversation with you, you know? And that's part of how we got talking really that led to this. But it got me thinking during that last conversation that if somebody else was out there, and I'm sure they'll be valuing for what you're going to say to me now as well. But if somebody else was out there going, do you know what? I see all these people on stage and I'm in the audience. I want to be on the stage. Now, you know, I am on the stages, but compared to you, I'm early in the journey. You know, you're 
graduated, left school, you know, firmly established in this, been doing it 20 Hoping plus years. Hoping my gold watch soon. This is my point. You know, been doing it 20 plus years, whereas I would say I'm probably, uh, you know, I'm probably still in like infant school or junior school. You're a virgin school. really, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit more than that, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, um, you know, I've been doing this for a few years. I've, I spoke when I was uh, sales and marketing director of software companies and things, I spoke at events then, but speaking as a speaker, you know, I'm still relatively young into my journey. I get feedback telling me I'm good at what I do. And I believe that feedback. Um, I enjoy what I do, but I'm earlier in my career than you are. You know, I was, well, actually, yeah, you've, you've been doing this pretty much since I've been out of university and working. Um, well, that's because you're like a baby. Yeah. Well, comparatively. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But so I figured, you know, what advice would you give, whether it's for me or whether it's for someone sitting in an audience thinking, I don't want to be looking at the stage, I want to be on the stage. What, you know, yeah, what would your, what would your guidance be? First of all, what's the actual message you want to share? Who else is sharing that message? And what difference and what differential are you going to have? There are too many people who are speaking today telling you anything is possible. And, you know, if you just believe in it and you just dream it, it's possible. And I won't mention the book, The Secret, because I, I have a problem with it, but I won't mention it because there's a part there that says, which if you just visualise it, you'll be able to realise it. Well, I'm telling you now, I've visualised being four stone slimmer and just visualising isn't the answer. You actually have to do things about it. So the first thing you want to do if you want to become a speaker is what do you want to speak about? And is there an audience that could pay to listen to that message? So I'll repeat that. What do you actually want to talk about? And is there an audience that wants to pay for your speech? So if your subject is reupholstering leather furniture, there is an audience somewhere. I'm not sure how much money there'll be, but it doesn't matter what the subject is. I was speaking in Dubai about six years ago, and there was a four-day conference on sludge and oil removal from the ocean. I thought, four days <laughs> of this. But it's a very big subject if you're in the sludge and oil removal business. Absolutely. So there is a market for a lot of different things. The first thing I would really suggest is to find an audience who are, is willing to let you do what I call practice. Because you've got to be able to share your story in a genuine way, but to an audience that isn't your family. Because your family are going to tell you it's brilliant. Some of your friends that have heard you do, and you mentioned before that you did a, a, a toast, a best man's toast. In theory, that's an audience that wants you to succeed. They're not paying to be there. And you know the best, you know the groom, etc., etc. And of course, you had six months to prepare for this one speech. And you spoke for 11 minutes and it was funny. That's not normally your audience. Absolutely. And so often I'm told, you know, I, I spoke at a wedding, I spoke at a wake, I spoke in the synagogue, the church, the mosque, and everyone loved it. Well, that's not really the audience you're probably going for. Yep. So you've got to think, you know, if I'm going to give up my time to hear you speak and it's an evening event and instead I could be watching, you know, football, I could be watching Coronation Street, there's got to be some value and more importantly, some takeaways. What message do you have that the world needs to hear? 
And then think about you've got 30 minutes to share it. And 30 minutes is quite a long time. Now, I just was in Dublin and I was in Egypt only last week. And I spoke for an hour and 20 minutes to 100 practice managers on how to run their doctor's surgery in a more effective way, how to communicate in a more effective way. And then the following day in Egypt, I spoke for nine and a half hours. Now, probably people are thinking, oh my God, can you imagine listening to this lunatic (laughs) for nine and a half hours? But I have days and days of material on how to run effective businesses. Yep. But there are loads and loads of clubs, whether it's Rotary, Business Link, Chambers of Commerce, where you want to apply your trade to see what the real feedback is like. Because for a paid audience, an organisation to pay you money, they're taking a risk on investment, on time, and are you genuinely going to add value or are you just going to regurgitate 20 other speakers' material? Yeah. And your own stories, and you've spoken about storytelling before, are very powerful metaphors if they're your genuine stories. Yeah, and it's one of the things that can make you unique, right? Because if it's your story, nobody else has it. But even if it doesn't have to be the exact your own story... I mean, other people have had brain aneurysm, other people have been in the hospital, but the story about me going in the hospital and reflecting on my life. And, you know, the, the, the old line has always been, no one's ever said on the deathbed, I wish I spent more time in the office. Mm-hmm. So when I was laying in hospital and I was told, you know, I was going to be recovering and I had to lay in bed for five weeks, I had a lot of time to reflect. So I started a new speech based on my five weeks in hospital And one of the things that I came up with was about learning to paddle your way to success. And we were talking about drifting and being in a boat and the the waves and the waves, the currents taking you. And I realized that if you had a passion for winning and you always did the right thing and your aim was to delight the customers and develop and challenge the team and love your people and embrace change you could paddle your way to success. Now, that came literally when I was in hospital. So you need to have time to think of some sort of mnemonic, some sort of way that can guide your speech, but then you've got to find an audience that's willing to pay. Yep. So I have an acronym called FIT, FEEL, FLEE. So if the FIT is right, and it was, whether it's a charity or whether it's a hospital or it's a kids' club or a school, and... You want to get to try your speech out. You need to find an audience. So if the fit's right, you should be doing it. If the fee is right, and we all have costs, we all have household expenses, we all got mortgages. If the fee is right, you should be doing it. But if the fit's not right and the fee's not right, then you have to flee. And too often you'll do a speech where you know it's not right and you don't feel right, but you do it for the exposure. Yeah. Let me just share about exposure. Exposure has never paid any mortgage. So be very careful when someone says, it'll be very good for you. It'll be good for you. It might be good for them, but it may not be good for you. It may not fit for your family. It may not be in alignment with your personal mission. And as I said before, I like speaking in Coventry because I can be home. I don't need exposure in, in Australia. Yep. It would be nice to be known in Coventry. Yep. So if you do want to be a professional speaker, possibly join the Professional Speaker Association. If you want to learn how to craft a speech, 
join Toastmasters. You know, I've, I run a boot camp normally once a year. It had to be a professionally paid speaker. So that assumes you're already a speaker and you want to be more professional. But remember, there are audiences out there who are willing to pay you good money, but they want a phenomenal speech. They don't want an average speech. So if you've got a phenomenal message that's memorable, that's actionable, there's an audience out there. Fantastic advice. A couple of things I want to chuck on the end of that. Um, I know we're up to time, so we're going to run over a little bit on this episode. Uh, A couple of things I want to chuck on the end of that. A couple of things that I've done in terms of how I've got to where I am right now with my journey. One has been, I actually early on decided, okay, rather than wait for people to book me to speak, I'll run my own events. Now, there's a risk associated with that because there's costs and everything else. But I decided early on, I'm going to jump in, I'm going to run my own events, and I'm going to put myself, I'm going to promote myself, and I'm going to put myself on a stage. Um, And that's led to me having masses of content. You know, you talked about speaking for hours and hours and hours. I've done the same thing. I've run multi-day events, four-day events, five-day events. Um, On the the juicing side, I've done like seven-day retreats, etc., which forces you to get a lot more stuff. One of the hardest presentations I've ever given, though, hardest speeches I've ever given... 20, 30 minutes? No, it's when I did TEDx and they gave me three. Because to get your whole message into three minutes, that's that's super tough. And I'd actually just finished writing the manuscript for a book the week before. And that had close to 40,000 words in it. And I'm like, I want to get those 40,000 words in three minutes. How? Now, I managed to do it, but it, I had to be ruthless with editing myself. And that's a, that's a tough thing to do. So you know more than anyone, less is more. Absolutely. But it also takes more prep, right? So to deliver less, you've got to prepare more. But as they always say, the less you speak, the more you can earn. Very so true. if you are the keynote speaker and your message is on point, people will pay you providing the message of importance, but more importantly, significance to other people. People don't really want to hear your story, by the way. Although there are many out there that want to know how phenomenal you are, they already know you've got a story. That's why you're being asked to speak. So I do very little self-introduction. I get someone to introduce me with my book, with my credentials, so I can be on stage sharing how to make the audience even better. Yep. And then I allow someone to thank me as an outro, which most speakers don't have, after I finish speaking, to thank me what the follow-up steps are. So to listen to the podcast, to listen to the review, to look at my books, etc., etc. instead of me doing self-promotion. So I don't sell from stage. Yep. There are many people who earn a phenomenal amount of money selling from stage. And if that's your model, great. It's not mine. And everyone has a different model. So, for example, on this podcast, I'm not trying to sell what I do, but if people want to know what I do, they can ask. Absolutely. And if the quality of the podcast is good enough... People will ask us what other ancillary services we do. Absolutely. And I think just the other thing to say on that is the other the other place to practice your speech, practice your presentation, is do it online. You know, make, make videos, go live on Facebook, tell stories, you know, start a podcast, test, test your material. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if off the back of what we've been doing with these podcasts – 
not that and this is not a plug by the way it's going to sound like one and it's it not, is well no it's not actually meant to be it is <laughs> it's not but you know the, the, but in all seriousness the thought in my head is you think of the material we've delivered on this there is almost certainly some kind of keynote speech that we could do off the back of this podcast 100%. now we haven't put one together but if there's someone out there that's going I love the podcast and actually I want both of you guys we could do it right and two monkeys on tour is available starting very soon yeah, so, you know, it's very, very doable. But as I say, I'm not putting it in there as a plug. I'm not, you know, there might not be anyone listening he to is. this. <laughs> I'm not, because we haven't even spoken about the he idea is. of doing it. But there you go. Um, but my point is, by doing stuff like this, you flesh out good material, you find out what works, you find out what gets a response. And if you look at that data and if you look at the feedback, that tells you what your best bits are and how to move it forward. Your best shit, it starts right here. See you next week.